Welcome to the Super Joshi Show. I think you kind of guessed who I am, right? <laughs> Thank you for listening and being part of the Super Fam. This proves that you're an intelligent, open-minded, and an amazing human being. Now, this podcast is designed to unleash your inner badass, while also being, you know, kind of fun. Uh, mostly because I can't go long, you know, being serious or needing to crack a joke. And also, people who take themselves too seriously probably need to lighten up anyway, right? You know, just a bit too stush. Uh, this is episode number one. And if there's anything you hear in this podcast uh, episode that you want to hear more of, just tell me via the contact page on superjoshi.com or via my socials, one superjoshi. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and on TikTok, I'm something else. Uh, right. I should say, I do love feedback because uh, it's the key to growth. And I'm, I'm kind of, you know, feeling this out as we go along a little bit. Um, so first things first, you know, I did actually think about the name for this podcast. Um, and I, as we all do now, we consult ChatGPT. So I thought, you know, ChatGPT, what are you saying for names for this? Um, bearing in mind, I already had Super Joshi show in my mind and it suggested some good ones but i just wasn't sure with them like super joshi's insights unleashed the super joshi show igniting inspiration and wisdom waves with super joshi all these these names are quite decent there was another one though which said super joshi's podcast palooza mm, not convinced about that one and a roller coaster of insights a carnival of what was it what was this gone here somewhere um an unforgettable experience uh that's cool quest for truth and insight extraordinary exploration now that sounds like a prostate exam <laughs> so i'm not going with that one god diary dive i like that the blend i like there's a cultural carousel a kaleidoscopic carab cabaret <laughs> entertaining insights and guests beyond that if you do think of a, a better name than just the bait super joshi show tell me we can probably change it afterwards uh, i'm happy for a really cool name journey of discovery i like but uh, the wisdom circus sounds bizarre and uh this is an american one you know when when chat gpt is american because they've put one that says the joshi jamboree i've never used that word beyond like just having said it ever uh and i don't want to use words like palooza or jamboree in any situation really i have to say um so the quest for wisdom sounds good though or path to success yeah um anyway let's get into it um as I said, thank you for listening. And this podcast, uh, I made a pilot of it a few weeks ago before something called the Podcast Show in London, uh, which was an exhibition, a trade show for uh, and conference for um, the podcast industry. Now, I do work professionally in audio. I'm not just one of these lafungos who just suddenly got up and decided they want to do a podcast. Um, you know, from scratch, I've worked in audio, in radio, music for a long time now. So I'm somewhat of a professional uh, unless you don't really like the audio recording of this, in which case I don't know what I'm doing as much as the next man. Uh, anyway, so I went to this and I, I recorded a pilot um, and I was going to, you know, just tweak it when I got back. Um, and I, I have a microphone by a company called Shaw, which is a classic microphone, uh, which I record a lot of my songs on. And um, yeah, that was all good. And I went to the show and I got a real sign from the universe that I should be podcasting. So you're wondering... What is that sign? And I have to say, uh, yeah, thanks for this, I've got to say, because, uh, well, I won a microphone <laughs> at this event. Uh, and not just any own microphone, a really good podcasting mic, which is based on, it's a podcasting version of the microphone that Michael Jackson used on Thriller and has been used in countless other 
songs and you probably see on a lot of podcasts and Twitter as well. Uh, sorry, TikToks. So firstly, thank you to the podcast show and also to Shaw, that's S-H-U-R-E, Shaw, um, the microphone brand who supplied the prize. Uh, and as it happened, I was looking at this mic um, at their, their kind of stand and uh, I just had kind of put off buying it even though they were offering show discounts and I got a call like the next day. I thought, let me go chat to some people. I'll deal with it afterwards. Um, and in that sense, procrastination worked. And it's actually this whole podcast recording is a bit of procrastination because I probably should be doing other stuff. But I've been meaning to do this for a long time. So this is what I call positive procrastination. It's where you're putting off doing something that you should be doing by doing something else that maybe you've been, to, you've been meaning to do. So you're actually still getting something done, but probably not what you wanted to that day. Um, and if you are kind of like a little bit jealous that, oh, this guy's won a microphone, how lucky. Um, a couple of days ago, I went to a fun fair. I bought an ice cream as I was leaving. Normally, there's a process to it. You eat all the ice cream, you eat the flake, and then maybe right at the end, take a bite of the cone. For whatever reason, I decided I'm going to switch things up. I licked a bit of the ice cream a bit more, ate half of the flake, half the flakes in there. I'm thinking, all right, you know what? Let me take a bite of the cone. And I did that. I took a bite of the cone. I looked up and the structural integrity of the whole thing just fell apart. And all I've got in my hand is half a cone and the top bit of the cone and the ice cream complete with half a flake lying flat face down on the pavement. So yeah, um, I think I kind of balanced things out a little bit. And obviously, I got hold of a tissue and picked it up and threw it in a bin. I just leave it there like a Neanderthal, just saying. So yeah, um, this podcast is generally about, uh, well, things. Now, to this episode, the first one is, um, you call it the pilot if you want, is basically a monologue. So we're going to have guests in some episodes, some episodes going to be me talking about stuff, um, things that I've picked up on, things that I've seen. Um, and that's kind of the run of it. Um, the idea really is to kind of take you through my journey, but also uh, your journey at the same time, because really it's what we kind of learn through with each other. Um, we'll look at cultural stuff. We'll look at what's happening in the news. We'll look at music and film and TV shows as well. Ted Lasso finished this week. Um, but also, um, there'll be things that we can just, you know, pick up from each other, um, especially for, I would say, mental growth, emotional growth, um, and also kind of spirituality a little bit. You could say, or maybe mental well-being. Um, I'm writing a book about meditation, um, which is probably doesn't sound like the kind of thing that I would do for a guy who makes, you know, the kind of music I do. Um, and... <laughs> A podcast that sounds like this, and not all relaxed, not all so deep. Take a deep breath. Congratulations. No, none of that. Um, although in the book I do mention about where you do your meditation, and I have strongly advised, because um, it's kind of a gorilla guide to meditation, so you can meditate anywhere, but what I would say is don't meditate on the bog after you've left, let one go, because you will be, if you pass out from your own fumes, that's on you, buddy. Nothing to do with me. I take no credit for that or no blame for that, shall we say. Um, yeah, so yeah, I met a bunch of people at this podcasting event um, who I will be naming and shaming um, <laughs> in future episodes. Um, but I guess the big thing for me, the, the two big things that have happened recently, apart from that, 
Um, and apart from my spoken word project that I've been working on, um, kind of a spoken word poetry project, because I, I live in like many different worlds. Some of us do, some of us don't. Me, uh, you know, if you go on my Instagram page, it says professional misfit. And that's kind of how things are, because I don't necessarily fit entirely into one box because I do different things. I exist in different worlds and different time zones, even, especially when you've got friends and family all over the world and you're checking messages at odd times a day. That happens too. So should we go on to Disneyland? We will. But first, I'm going to mention a story just before that, which relates to it somewhat, because I noticed a difference in my head. Um, so I've been going to the gym quite regularly uh, recently, and I've worn out the gym bag that I, I, I have. It's a Reebok one, but it was a freebie with, I think, some trainers or a T-shirt or something. Um, and it's done me well, but, you know, it's kind of gone. So I went to buy a sports bag, a holdall. Um, I, I bought one that was actually a bit too big, but that's kind of my own fault because I kind of misjudged how much space I actually need. Uh, whereas my other one was really small and I kind of overcompensated and went for something that was ridiculously big. But hey-ho. Um, so I went to Sports Direct and it always amazes me every time I go in there, and I, I should know better, but every time I go in there, it just amazes me how little the staff really care <laughs> about you and what's going on they could not give but yeah there I was um I found myself in the bag section saw a nice bag looked good thought let me go to JD which is just two doors away in this uh, retail park um and, and you know see what's going on there now JD Sports people give a little bit more of a crap I walked in there was a, you know a girl by the by the entrance where the shoe clearance bit is and she's like yeah um you're right there sir how can I help you I'm like, cool, I need a bag. She goes, go to the back. I was like, thank you very much. I went to the back. She pointed it out, actually, where I had to go as well, which was kind of handy. I went to the, the, the shoe bit. No, sorry, the, the bag bit. The guys around there, not really interested. They were more interested. It was near the, the, the kind of the cashiers and some other randoms. They were like more interested just chatting to each other and not really worried about me. But I had to tell them, yo, bro, can you get that down? Because it was on the top shelf. And it looked like exactly the same bag that I'd seen in the other shop. And it turned out that it was. Um, so I checked it out. I was like, cool, cool. I like this bag. Seen it in two shops. I'm going to buy something now. I'd committed to spending money. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy something today. Then I go home. I'm going to fill my stuff in it. I'm going to have a workout and feel amazing because I've gone to the gym with my new bag. I'm going to walk out after my workout, holding this little hodl, catch myself in a mirror, catch myself in any reflection, pose a bit, pose, wink at bystanders and uh, people going past, give them a little nod of, yeah, I've been to the gym and I've got a new bag. But yeah, that was the plan. So I saw the bag and I was like, cool. And I noticed it was five pounds more, like a whole five pound more um, than the same bag in Sports Direct. I asked the guys, JD, so what's the deal? Do you price match? Because I've seen the same one there. They were like, no, sorry, we don't price match. Part of me thinks they didn't want to go and call the supervisor because they weren't authorized to do it because they probably could have. But part of me is also like, well, you know what? Fine. They may sell the same bag to someone else for five pounds more. Um, but JD Sports, you do you. Everyone's entitled to stick to their guns in negotiation. And you did that. For me, it really wasn't a big a deal because I just went back to the other shop um, sports direct and I had to kind of go that way anyway and I bought the same bag for £5 less but the customer service still kind of struck me as a little bit odd uh, or shall we say lacking so fast forward or I should say rewind because I actually went to Disneyland before that 
I went to Disneyland, Paris, and um, the one thing that was good there was the customer service. That was on point. Um, and I saw Mickey Mouse and I got a little bit excited. I'm not going to lie, even though it's just a dude in a suit. And although I look like a 12-year-old with a beard, I think legally I'm an adult um, as well. So um, yeah, you could say it's fair to say that I'm grown up. And I was excited to see Mickey Mouse, I'm not going to lie. But aside from that, uh, there were a few things that stuck out. It really reminded me of Brexit. I'm talking a lot. There are a lot of similarities with Brexit. Um, but before we touch on that, I'm going to tell a little story about I'm standing there, um, accidentally came in the way of a parade at Disneyland in Paris. Um, and so there's a security guard saying, yo, can you please stand on the pavement? Don't go on the road. I was like, cool. So I'm standing there. This guy rocks up with his partner with a baby in a buggy or like a little kid in a buggy. Um, push chair and uh, the security guard's giving him a little nod he smiles at the security guard points two fun- fingers under his chin and makes a shooting motion as if his brains, brains are being blown out you know that kind of you've seen it in films uh, and I was like wow that's deep bro and that kind of sums it up for me actually like Disneyland is this magical place where everything is so amazing like the you know the there's really kind of upbeat old music playing everywhere everything looks kind of magical there's a castle the kids are loving it the shops are really expensive because he lives brexit there's big queues for everything brexit um and underneath all the kind of fake joy or i should say faux joy because it was france um there's this layer of sadness. There's a veneer of joy and a big layer of sadness. And the adults are actually just putting a smile on it, a brave smile, and are kind of tired and annoyed and a little bit depressed to having to be there. And some of the kids every now and then just freak out and just get really sad. Um, let me tell you how expensive this is. I went to buy like a 500 milliliter bottle of this juice drink they've got, like a French brand. I can't remember it exactly. But I know that I went to a supermarket the day later um, and they had a one and a half litre, so three times the size, bottle for the same price as I paid for for that 500 milliliter bottle. In fact, I probably a little bit less by like five or 10 cents. Um, so it was insane. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the cost of everything there is a lot like Brexit. And maybe Mickey Mouse... You know, people like me get excited to see Mickey Mouse. But the people who really love Brexit, because this is what was promised to them, this kind of amazing funfair theme park of a world where Britain suddenly turns into this magical country where everything is fantastic, sunlit sunlit uplands, they called it. But the promise was not the same. Or what was delivered was not the same. And maybe now when they see Nigel Farage, they feel a little bit like Mickey Mouse. They're like, oh, look, Nigel Farage. Oh, it's just a guy in a suit. And he's you know, of no real use um, to policies or anything as much as, say, you know, Mickey Mouse's, uh, or not even Mickey Mouse, the guy wearing a Mickey Mouse costume, walking around the park, doing his job, earning legal money. You know, he's not he's not doing crimes. He's, he's earning money, paying taxes. So fair play to him. It's a legitimate job. Um, then maybe Nigel's the same. 
mm, and the power is somewhere else. That sounds a bit like conspiracy theory, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, that just got me thinking um, <laughs> about that. And also, though, it did get me thinking about Rwanda. I was like, are we a little bit racist ourselves? Um, because as much as there is, you know, the refugees in Rwanda are, are being sent to these these essentially camps, refugee camps in, in Rwanda, it's not like they're being sent to like a town to live like a normal life. Um, is part of the outrage, especially by people who would consider themselves liberal or left. Now, obviously, people on the right or on the far right are like, yeah, we love it. Send them back or send them anywhere but here. We're too full. So they have their own issues. Yeah. And they're loving Rwanda for that reason, even though it's costing a lot. Um, but on the left, the liberals, are you slightly... And be honest with yourselves here. It's part of the reason you're disgusted by the fact that the British government or the Conservative government in Britain is sending refugees to Rwanda, the fact that it's Rwanda. Like if it had been, say, Australia or the Netherlands or the Isle of Wight, I know that's part of the UK, um, or anywhere like that, would you have been as mad? Or is it because you think Rwanda, you think genocide, you think Africa, you think war you think poverty, you think, you don't think it's that great a place. Even though it's a legit tourist destination, because we've seen the Visit Rwanda signs uh, and the sponsorships. So be honest with yourself. It's quite a deep question, isn't it? Well, yeah, one of the uh, objectives of this podcast will always be to ask questions to que uh, um, of the narrative that we're being told or that we think. Just to question ourselves. And us, not to say it's like a conspiracy. I'm not Alex Jones. This isn't Fox. I'm not Tucker Carlson. But sometimes it's good to question what we think and what we know and why we... Let me start again. <laughs> it's good to question why we think what we think um, and why we believe what we believe. What are the reasons behind it? And that's how you get progress, especially when you consider um, opposing viewpoints, shall we say. Right, on to the next bit. And I think it's probably going to be... Well, there's, there's two more things, actually, to talk, I wanted to talk about. Firstly, the internet is a mad place. Um, and, or social media is a mad place. So I saw this clip, right, of Mo of the Mo Gilligan show. And Harry Hill is on the Mo Gilligan show. <laughs> and Mo Gilligan asks him, are you into any R&B? And his answer, although strictly not R&B, is pretty decent. He says he's, he likes Steph London and 16 shots. And he then goes on to... <laughs> sing it no girl no girl can't talk about my mother he says uh and he sings like 60 he, you know he, he recites i will say 16 shots <laughs> in an interesting accent and it's quite brilliant um and that sent me into a bit of a steph london binge um i was like oh you know what this is a tune i remember this now the silence before the last chorus is so good i have to say because it suddenly just hits hard Again, it kind of gives you feels, especially when you're driving. But, you know, yeah, so, so <laughs> that's what happened. I listened to that. I saw that and I thought, you know what? That's a good idea. Let me go listen to those songs because it's good. And I just had a little reminiscent time of listening to Steph London stuff and she's got some great bangers. Another thing is I saw a clip of MacGyver. Now, I never watched this show. Four seasons. Um, and I saw it like Comes to Sky One. I never watched it. But then I saw this clip on TikTok and I was like, this is actually quite good. This is interesting. And I started watching it from the beginning. I'm in like episode three now. Um, so TikTok and socials can lead to real life consumption. And hopefully, actually, somebody will see this clip on socials or some, a clip of this episode of this podcast. And be like, you know what? That looks like it's essential listening. And I'd be like, you know what? You're damn right. It is. Get involved.
let's carry on with my magnificent mic, which I, you know, I'll just mention again. By the way, the point is this. I lost my voice a few years ago. I went through speech therapy and stuff, right? And we'll talk about that another time. And now I've won a mic to do a podcast. And I'm recording the podcast. So that's quite amazing. Uh, so, yes, I think finally, or not penultimate, penultimately, should we say? Second to last. Um, there's a show that, on Netflix called FUBAR. Um which stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he plays an Austrian in it, actually, which is, I guess, refreshing for a bit. And I thought, you know, I have to check this out. What is this? I'd kind of given it the slide a few times. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch something else, watch something else. And it kept coming up. I thought, you know what? Let's check this out. And in it, Arnie is speaking German in the beginning, um, in one of the scenes. But he plays essentially a CIA agent. That's what he is. Um, with all the kind of complications of that, of, you know, his family life and whatever else. There's a couple of things about this show that kind of stick out to me. And the reason I, I mention it particularly... Now, if you're into kind of slightly comedy action films like... Or maybe Chuck, if you ever used to watch that, or if you remember that. Um, or even True Lies on Disney, that, that kind of show. Um, yeah, it might be for you. You may not care about action films. But actually, the, the question really more is about... Um, people becoming cliches of yourselves um, or themselves and us all uh, it's deeper as with everything there is a deeper reflection i realize there's one more tv bit to talk about that's ted lasso anyway maybe we'll save that for next week um arnie's in this obviously arnold schwarzenegger is looking a bit old because he is like 70 odd i think um and i have to say his comic timing was just a split second late it just felt a little bit forced a lot of effort was being put in and I don't know whether that's because he was playing an Austrian immigrant. Um, you know, as we, many of us will know, immigrants uh, and sometimes immigrant parents in particular, their their comic timing in their second language or in English or whatever could be just a little bit delayed um, or a little bit, adds kind of a sense of comedy to itself. Maybe it's the facial expression they 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 kind of tell it in, which was part of the the joy with with Arnie. Um, or maybe just because he's old, and the poor guy was just struggling <laughs> of doing all these stunts, all this running around, and he's like, Ugh, whenever he was trying to deliver his dialogue. Um, hmm. Having said that, he did smoke a lot of cigars um, through the episode, but. The one thing I was slightly disappointed about, and I wish he did it because it was there, it was teed up, and maybe that's the point of the of, of this anyway. There were a lot of scenes with helicopters because this was an action show set in different, like ten episodes, right? Or eight episodes, probably many, more than two for sure. Um, and they had various situations they got themselves in. Guns are being shot at them. Um, explosions, blah blah blah. Helicopters coming in for the for the exfil for the rescue. Not once did my man say the iconic dialogue or the iconic line. Dialogue. Oh god, shows how much Bollywood I watch. Uh, the iconic line. Get to the chopper. He could have said that at least three times. He didn't do it once. Whether he's contractually contractually said I don't want to do it, I don't know. Whether Predator now said, you're not allowed to... Predator? I think it's Predator. Have, the, the makers of that said, no, you can't use that line. Knocking the mic. Um, maybe that's uh, a point as well. But I would have loved for him to say, get to the chopper. Oh, no. That, sorry, that sounds like uh, Alicia Dixon 
doing kind of an, an MC garage MC vibe from Mystique. It was more like get to. No, that sounds Russian. I, I, I've, I've lost it. I've lost the uh, the Austrian vibe, the Germanic accent. Even though I speak fluent German, that's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Should we get in character now? Let's get in character. Okay. Allerdings, wie soll ich das aussehen? Yeah. Get to the chopper. I don't know. Was that right? Who knows? Answers on a postcard or tweet me or put it on my Instagram. Um, anyway, he didn't do it. And for me, it was disappointing because it would have been hilarious for him. Maybe he's just over it. And then, you know, as part of kind of just questioning myself and thinking, well, is there another way of looking at this? I thought, you know what? Maybe he doesn't want to be a cliche of himself. Maybe it's okay for him not to do that and for it to be unsaid because he doesn't need to mention it. It's implied. And it's true. Maybe we all need to refresh things that we're known for, famous for every now and then, um, so we don't become cliches of ourselves. Because this is hard. You know when, when, you've, when you're like, you've got people you know who've known you for a long time, parents, caregivers, spouses, spouses? Spice, who knows? Um, partners, whatever, yeah? Siblings, long-time friends. You do something new. You, you Obviously, you're going through a journey of growth and you do stuff and they were like, you always do that or X, Y, Z or this is what you do. And you're like, mm, no, like I used to do that, but I've been working on that. And you haven't noticed what I work on. So the, the image in your brain is of a guy that doesn't exist. I do things different now, or at least I'm trying to and you haven't noticed. There we are. That got a bit deep, didn't it? Um, talking of things coming to an end, uh, like habits, because today is a Wednesday when I'm recording this, and normally I would be looking forward to watching Ted Lasso on a Wednesday. Um, but that isn't the case today because it's ended, and we'll talk about that um, in future episodes because there's actually a lot to unpack there, um, and there's some great stuff that's happened there. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll leave it there. This is, uh, I think, a slightly shorter episode today um but typically i will be aiming for about half an hour with my monologues um and probably a little bit longer when i have a guest on um i'm off to go and work on my spoken word project which uh, is going to be dropping soon it's going to be like four words um multilingual i would say um because i do write things in many languages uh before i go i'm going to say a couple of thank yous uh two people pushed me to do this podcast last year about a year ago and i've been in the planning and the making i've had a lot going on um and you know when, when things align they do <laughs> like with this microphone that's not to say i didn't have a mic to do it anyway which i did um because i'm recording tracks on them which have been getting airplay on radio including national um anyway the point is this um two people i think they they were speaking to each other because they said pretty much the same thing to me they said you should do a podcast um so here I am. Um, so yeah, thank you to Kaya Aftab and Harpscore for that little nudge. Uh, I remembered it. Um, another time is also appearing on a um, a cricket podcast quite a lot called The Morally End, which uh, I think we do a few more episodes actually. I've hosted that and guested on that. So thank you to those guys as well, The Morally End. Um, probably without doing that, I may not have launched this one. Um, and a special thank you to my executive producer, Amini Nagra, who has been there to bounce ideas back and forth um, and has given me a, a little nudge as well, more regularly, more recently about this. Um, so you have been a big help um, on that and uh, you're a legend and obviously my BFF as well, <laughs> which there is a story to us being BFFs, which I will mention 
again in future episodes. It's a funny one um, and a slightly bizarre one. And it started with a question from Amini to me where she asked me, it just started with what if? Um, and I'm going to leave that there. So uh, do share this, please, with all the delinquents you know who kind of might get what I'm on about. Um, and make sure you to subscribe to this wherever you get your podcasts. See you on the next episode next week. Bye. Bye.